Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. I'm Lou Gregory, and here's what's coming up today. Four performance away at Sheffield United uh, sees Luton leave the city with zero points. Today we'll be discussing that game in more detail. Why did it go so wrong in that second half? Because the first half was kind of promising, second, not so much. We'll be discussing that today. And also, Peter Fioso finally recalled. We've spoken about this on the podcast for a while. He's back in the Luton squad. We played the last couple of games. We'll be discussing him today. And some Instagram questions and plenty more. And tonight I'm joined by Dave and Bataro. And also we've got little Roman on the podcast. Hey guys. Hey, Mini Bataro. Hello, you're all right. It's good. I just before we move forward, obviously um we're not all together tonight, and that's because I'm I'm currently positive with COVID. So I've I've decided to put myself up here in Kenilworth Road in in, in the in the main stand. But you guys. Dave's rocking it from the studio or kitchen. I feel like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm on my own tonight, boys. Yeah. yeah you can tell Dave's by himself because you can see the kitchen's an absolute state of all due respect. <laughs> and Vitaro, introduce us, mate. Well, as we obviously found out last week, week before, whenever it was, this little man came about. Actually, no, last month, we'll go with that. But he's currently sort of trying to fight a little bit of sleep, so I won't keep on it too long. But he just went to solo, didn't you, boy? Go on. They say something. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, oh, obviously he's a little, he's a big little man. There he is. Look at that. And he's well, uh, he's massive. <laughs> Let's send it forward. So he's got, got a, yeah. he's got a loon kit already though, hasn't he, mate? So he has, yeah. But it's currently a bit too big for the moment. I would yeah. try and get him into it, but you know, he'll probably just fall off him. And we don't want to see that, do we, mate? That little thing down there. Well, I'm glad he. Um, I bet he's glad he didn't see the second half performance on Saturday. Uh, Sheffield United 2, Luton 0. I was kind of gutted because I was so looking forward to this game. It was like the one game I'd earmarked at the start of the season as one I wanted to get to. Tested positive on Friday, obviously couldn't go. Um, but let's get some three-word reviews. of Sheffield United 2, Luton 0. Mark says, poor all areas. Danny says, why bench Adebayo? Liz, room for improvement. Neville says, second half implosion. Ronan says, home fans light show. Sure. Adds 15-minute madness. Ian says, just a blip. Joe says six from nine. Mike, Stonewall, red card. It kind of all happened in that second half, guys, didn't it? But re- reality of it is zero points away at Sheffield United. After a good week, we can't be too disheartened, really, can we? No, I don't think we can be, I don't think we can be too disheartened. It was just a disappointing um, performance overall. Uh, definitely room for improvement. Um yeah, let's not talk about the second half too much because it, I agree with Neville, second half implosion. And what the bloody hell will they do with those torchlights? What, you yeah, know... Disgraceful, wasn't it? What, what, you know, we weren't a bloody... Horrendous. I think you shouted out at one time, but we're not a little mix concert. I think it's... I don't know why yeah, you... Yeah, like Black Girls, allowed a little mix, Spice Girls, something like that. I have no idea. But yeah, it was, it was just rifle, wasn't it? I mean, that sort of stuff happens. You need to sort of just go home. Yeah. Um... 
Pataro, Danny's three-word review was wide bench Adebayo. Were you surprised when the starting 11s were announced at two o'clock that Addy wasn't in starting 11? Well, yeah, I mean, considering that it was him, Clark and a few other boys, I mean, main boys, wasn't it, really? Well, I dropped them all, but, you know, something was obviously the matter. But, yeah, right, so he said, before I go, I need to <laughs> just uh, take this little man out because he's hurting my leg a little bit. Dave, with Adebayo starting on the bench, do you think that was down to maybe just giving him a bit of a rest because he has been at it for the last two games? I think when, when the team was announced, I was quite surprised he wasn't playing because he's, he's our star striker at the moment. But you can understand the amount of games we've had and the amount of time he's played. And he gives his all on the pitch all of the time. So um, I can see why Nathan Jones done it, but... You know, it didn't work out, did it? That's, that's the issue. If it had worked out, it had been a stroke of genius. It didn't. Addy Bayo might have been, you know, you know, um, carrying a strain of some sort. They just wanted to give him a break. I don't. I understand that. I hope he's playing tomorrow. Oh, yeah, there's a few of the boys, though, weren't there? It's Clarky as well. He wasn't, he wasn't the bench, wasn't he? Who else? Um, it was a pretty strong bench, Yeah. Oh, you, do you know what? It was a strong bench um, that... You'd have, you'd have expected two of those players minimum to start it, minimum. Um, so it, it's, it, I think it was disappointing because we've coming off of two really decent wins, really. One we had to really, you know, buckle down and get, and the other one was just that superb win against Bournemouth. And you think a bit of momentum, you've got your, you've got your strikers up there, but three games a week is a lot. Three games a week is a lot for anyone. And so you would have taken six points from these last three, I think, wouldn't we? If we would have said on the podcast last week that we'll get six points or whatever from these three, you'd have, you'd have already taken it. And to be honest, I thought that first half, we were all right. I, I didn't think we were that bad. Producer Jacob put in the running all the day that Sheffield United dominated the opening of the game. Um, I think it's fair to say they had more of the ball, but without really troubling Shay that much, I thought defensively we were solid, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, nothing really happened, did it, Dave? No, no, I, I can't, really can't happened. remember actually having to make a, 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 any kind of big save in the first half at all. I think the, the defence worked well. Um, we didn't create much either, to be fair, but it, it was one of those games where nothing happened, in my view, nothing. There was nothing to worry. I didn't expect, at half-time, I, I wasn't worried. I literally wasn't worried. No. Nah. No, I mean, we, we kind of thought to ourselves, I mean, this, this game's kind of towards like a kind of a nil-nil draw or, uh, yeah, something like that. And do you know what? We'd have taken it. Obviously, looking back on the team, you'd have taken a nil-nil or a two or a four, but at the same time, away from home, take a point. But look, you've got players like Musgrave coming back, you know, from African Cup of Nations or whatnot. Why? He hasn't hardly played. He's just come back and you can't expect him to do a full job for the whole of the game. And kind of get away with it but like you say they picked up the tempo in the second half we were shocking didn't adjust and terrible but yeah oh well, a, it's nothing to be ashamed about though we had a good chance in that first half um probably our main main chance of that first half fell to Cameron Jerome and it was a lovely move from us to be fair um I think Kelly played out to the right to Kyoso lovely little ball in Jerome's kind of like he could have hit it a bit firmer I guess and I guess when he looks back he probably thinks I could probably hit that bit harder but it was a good opportunity and a good move that they gave us that opportunity Do you know I'm trying to think which one that was I can't even remember we that drunk yeah. that's bad <laughs> he nah, wasn't I've a few but I just 
Was that when the ball went over the top? I don't know. Did it get knocked over the top by any chance? He ran onto it? No, it was like a lovely little pullback from Kyoto on the right. And Jerome's like side footed it and the keeper's got down low and it's an easy save. But I think I turned to you at the time and said he should have put his foot through that. You know, but, yeah. um, you know, it was one, one chance that we created there, but th there wasn't many others, were there? It was one of those games where you sat there and, went, well, stood, obviously, um, and just thought, well, where's this going? There was no atmosphere in the stadium. We were a bit slow, but we were professional first half, I thought. I thought we were doing a job. We, we, you know, if we walked away from that stadium with a nil-nil draw, we'd have been happy. And we did yeah, get a goal, though, to, to give us a little bit of hope just before half-time. Sonny Bradley heads in a free kick, a beautiful free kick in as well. Um, I cheered it at home, watching it on, on iFollow. I'm sure you guys probably cheered it before you realised oh, yes. that the flag was off. But in the end, it did kind of look like the right call. It looked a bit tight. But once again, I'll say it, get VAR in the championship and that completely clears it up. Oh, you love it, don't you? Any opportunity to get that <laughs> VAR saying in, you love it. But no, I mean, like I say, potentially offside, whatever. I mean, I've only seen it sort of like, you know, half cut on the day, a bit pissed. But yeah, maybe. But look, it's, it's a tight one and we'll never know. I mean, unless you start drawing lines or freezing things, but I'm not doing that. I think if you compare that to the decision we had the other week, uh, it was made very quickly by two officials without any crap going on from their players or our players. Uh, and they, they, they accepted the decision. So I think Bradley must have thought, I possibly I am off. At the time, I didn't see it was off. But, you know, we were at the other end of the stadium. I've watched it back a couple of times. I think, you know what? I could have got away with that. Mm -hmm. 100%, yeah. I mean, given, no one really said anything about it. But, yeah. But it's not much different to the. But it is for me. It's not much different to the incident that we had, um, against, against Bournemouth. Really, I feel, I feel, you know, that it was it was inches in that one. I'm disappointed, disappointed because had one nil then different game. Yeah, definitely. And for me, I do think we. I think VAR needs to be introduced to the championship. I know it's not. I know a lot of people don't like it. He says it with a smirk. Look at his face. Like it, but you just think that it's, just, it's just so much easier. So it's just so much easier. Like I said last week, Gregory, and I'll say it again, I do like to get home at a reasonable time, so I will disagree with that. But, you know, <laughs> I appreciate your opinion. But it's not just not, you're like you say, Dave, you're wrong. Well, <laughs> I'm going to get producer Jacob to the poll. With the last three games, I think, having three disallowed goals, is it time VAR was introduced to Championship? Producer Jacob, get that up and say yes or no, and let us know why. Um, going into the second half then, when they come back out, I was like, right, you know what? We've had a good half, had a goal disallowed, we've played some good stuff. Let's stay strong for 10, 15 minutes, and maybe then we start pushing a nickel winner. Um, that was all in the drain, down the drain, after three minutes when... I, I read a description of this goal on Twitter the other day, and the way this person described it just really made me think that that guy who had the shot were bounced into Bruce's foot that shot could have gone anywhere he sliced it so horrendously that could have gone out for a throw in it could have gone out for a corner a goal kick it could have gone in the stand it could have gone out of the stadium it's fallen right to Brewster's foot and I just kind of think for him then to have that half turn and that, that free chance of goal is a little unlucky from our part yeah, where's your luck? Where's your luck gone there? You know, we had a well, first, we, we did well first half and then within three minutes we're behind. 
And you're you're right. Anyone, you know, if you right place, right time for that striker, really. And then it was two 0 moments later, which for me pretty much ended the game when a free kick came into the box, free header for for the Sheffield United player, Parche. And at that stage, that is pretty much game over, isn't it? Yeah, two goals in 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 the matter of minutes. Um, disappointing, really, because it was a free head, wasn't it? Let's be honest, he, he didn't get challenged so much. And uh, all that good work of the first half, done. Done in. Why, Guitaro, do you think the defending was as bad as it was from that free kick? Let's not beat around the bush. It was poor defending to allow, you know, Sheffield United centre-halves love to score goals. That's poor from our point of view, letting him have a free header there. Uh, uh, I don't know, mate. I'm not not a professional. I have no idea. But I just think lapsing concentration can only do that really can't it realistically because I mean you, you don't think you don't look you don't use your eyes coordination I suppose a bit of everything but just concentration I think really led to it and not picking up and whatever else but look it is what it is and I don't like to think about it too much because it gets you down a little bit but yeah I, I, do you know what we was on the back we was on the back foot from the moment they scored and then that gave them because up until that point they hadn't bothered us then they, they got the bit between their teeth they went at us a few times and they get the second goal and then you know his job is done but I think we were on the back foot quite a lot for that first six seven minutes in the second half once they're two up they relax and then yeah. you know it's 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 we lacklustre we were lacklustre second half and things went from bad to worse when the ball's played over the top. And uh, this all comes from Adebayo running down that left wing and he wasn't really going anywhere. He's been tackled. The ball comes over yeah. the top and Burke, for some reason, has pulled down Brewster. And uh, I just really don't get this. And I was chatting to my girlfriend about this the other day, chatting to Amber about this, and she was saying the same as me. Just why in this situation has he decided to do that? Either let them score the goal and be 3-0 up with 11 men. Because for me, you've got more chance of coming back from 3-0 down with 11 men than you do from 2-0 down with 10 men. Yeah. I mean, he get away with it, didn't he? I That's probably only good. Hey, just before that, though, what's the difference? Just before that, um, was it Adibayo who was having a run down the down uh, there yeah, right towards yeah, us? And he there. was pulled to crap in exactly the same way with the linesman standing right on top of him and nothing was given. So... Yeah, I think it depends where you are on the pitch when they give that. Um, I don't think he should have done it. I, I think he should, you know, there's no guarantee he was going to score. There was no guarantee he was going to score. He should have let him run at it. It doesn't have to be a guarantee he's going to score. If he's denied a... a no, what I mean, no, what I mean is... Any intent of playing the ball. Then. Yeah, Luke, what I meant there was, Luke, um, from a defender's point of view, there was no guarantee he was going to go through and score. That's what I meant. I don't disagree with the decision. I'm saying as a defender, there's... He, if you're the last man, you've still got a goalkeeper to beat, you know, and who knows, Shea might have saved it, he might not have shot on target, he might not have been able to get it in. So, and to def- to, to pull him down that far out, you know, that's what I meant. I didn't mean, I didn't mean it was a wrong decision. I can only imagine how flat the atmosphere was in that away end after that red card, because for me, I kind of zoned out a little and I was like, we're not yeah. going to get charged. I think the only time I looked up at the screen was when Lansbury had that free kick, which he put in the keeper's arms. But apart from that, that 
through after that it was it was just gone, weren't it? It was yeah, just spot on there. Flat, flat was a key word the whole afternoon. Flat, flat, flat. Shite maybe as well, but yeah, it was very flat. And I think the whole, do you know, what, even from the United Sheffield United point of view, it was terrible. They weren't great, but we made them look well on paper after decent, I suppose. But they weren't great either. But look, these things happen onwards and upwards. But I'm sure that would be the that'd be a little blip for us. I mean. On to, you know, tomorrow night now, or tonight if you're listening, most probably going out to, on a Tuesday morning, but um, uh, we'll be fine, mate. Full strength back, won't be a problem. I think you'll find that the Luton fans made more noise than the whole of the Sheffield United fans, apart from when Sheffield scored. Um, that's about well, it. Yeah, it, it, it was a really... Bloody torture, wasn't it? Yeah, as far as, as, far as atmospheres yeah. goes, it's probably one of the worst I've been in ever. <laughs> and it was terrible. Yeah. You'd expect you'd expect a stadium that I thought, size. I thought running away was terrible. Yeah. yeah, but you'd think you think a stadium that size with that many people in the atmosphere would have been rocking. But it was like they were still sitting there eating their Premier League prawn sandwiches and doing nothing more. Mm. Well, you look yeah. at the fixtures we've had, and we're on a pretty well, a pretty good run. We still are on a pretty good run. Let's be honest. We've got some fixtures coming up where we can change it around now. We've got the two home fixtures in a row. Bristol City is going to be a tough game. Blackburn probably even tougher, although without Bereton, Diaz, whatever his name is. Um, you know. Hmm, we should go Ben Bereton, mate. Ben Bereton. we got chances to bounce back now. And I know some... Lo- I see on Twitter all the time after a loss, I see more people moaning about people moaning than I do seeing people moan. Does that make sense? I never really see people moan. I see yeah. people moaning about people moaning. Hey, listen, if, you, if yeah, that's about that right. As well, and there's always that Kyoto debate as well and whatever else. Oh, I suppose people would say this about, uh, do you know what? I'll be honest, I ignore it most of the time. I don't go on social media hardly ever after a game because I'm just fed up of seeing it. Look, look at where we are. Look how good we've done this season. Look what the prospect is. We win on, against Bristol. I think we can go up to ninth of that area. Look where we are. Why are people moaning? Yeah, listen, we was all disappointed. We made a bit of a trip and, uh, you know, we didn't get any, anything out of it. And the game wasn't that entertaining. However, look where we are. You've got, you know, why are we moaning? Yeah. Well, let's move on to today's player focus. The guy was called from Milton Keynes uh, last week. He's played two games in a row. He's done all right. Pete Yoso, let's have a little chat about him. Tara, what did you make of... Peter Pioso against Sheffield United and Reading. Um, well, against Reading, he was solid, very solid indeed, very solid indeed. But no, I mean, to be honest, I didn't see anything, didn't see him put anything uh, foot wrong. I think excuse me, I'm very tired, I'm half asleep here. But no, I thought, I mean, no one really stood out against Sheffield United. I say he had a couple of hairy moments, but apart from that, I've been, you know, I wouldn't say he's majorly stood out as one of the best performance but he's done a job and I'm, I'm happy with it overall what about you boys uh, Milton Keynes were very happy with him and they were devastated to lose him that's the first thing um, he got some good game time there um, maybe you know get up to speed with this with the championship that would be better um, I think still a lot more potential he needs to show um, you say no one really stood out maybe Sonny on, on Saturday but no one really stood out well, um, yeah. So it's hard to hard to judge him on on that game, uh, and he did a good job against Reading. So yeah, you know it's it's exciting to have prospects, isn't it? And this guy's certainly yeah, one we'll, of them. We'll know we can do as well. 
we all know what he can do as well. So it's, you know, after, I think after two games, we can't really think, oh, yeah, amazing, all this and that. But he's, we, we know what kind of player he is. I would but, say, you know, sorry, I would say, James I would say ask again after he's played four or five games. Um, and yeah. just see how he settles yeah. in. Because, again, you know, although he's a Luton player, he hasn't been part of the team for a while. So, you know, that might yeah. make a difference. But he's he's got really good potential, I think. Well, there's every chance as well that with the injuries we've got at the moment and obviously the suspensions, uh, could he slot in maybe at, at centre-half against Bristol City tonight? Yeah. Or if Bree's coming back well, in. I, mean, see I was going to say, is Bree coming back, though? Well, who knows? Well, yeah, I mean, with Burke obviously being out, I mean, I can't see it. I mean, we see it against, it was earlier in the season with Kiosa, I think, made his debut. Or Barnsley. not his debut, should I say, but his uh, first appearance of the season. So, who was he against, sorry? Barnsley. Barnsley. But, yeah, he, um, yeah, he did all right. <laughs> I say he did a good job against Barnsley, I recall, as well. But, yeah, no, look, we know what he can do. But I'd like to see him a bit more. Obviously, I don't want to see him go back to Milton Keynes because, well, I don't want to see him do well for them. Let's face it, shit club, but anyway. But, um, yeah, now look, why not? Slot him into a three if we can. And I'll be honest, I think we've got more than enough to beat Bristol City anyway, without saying like an ass, But I think we've got enough. Either way. Well, I hope that doesn't come back to bite you. Um, I, I sort of agree. Kyoso, when he gets the ball sometimes, you, you know, and he pushes forward from that wing-back position, you know, he's got, he's got a bit of pace as well, hasn't he? So, you know, let him... Let him develop a bit more. That's what I say. But he's, he, he, he's he, very quick, yeah. But game time is going to help him. And he's had that game time in the lower league. He now just needs to get that game time in, in this league and, and see whether or not he can step up to the mark. Well, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he can step up as well. Well, this is what you guys said about Peter Chioso after his last two performances. Rob says he's good in the air, really positive going forward and has a delivery on him as well. Not sure about his defending when people are running at him. Time will tell. All in all, pretty solid. I thought Peter Chiosa was raved about for his one-on-one defending when he was at Hartlepool back in the day. I think he's been a decent defender, to be honest. I mean, like I say, if you see it at a championship level, it could be completely different, completely different kettle of fish. But look, he's done it like Bolton and obviously, say, Hartlepool in the National League. And obviously... Then fuck us down the road. So, yeah, we know what he can do. I'm sure Jamie's, we've seen highlights of him. We really can defend. Jamie says, really solid. Feely offers more physicality than Bree does. He's an aggressive player, um, to more so than Bree. Think it's much like the Shade Sluger situation. We have two players in that position who are arguably number ones in their position. That's a good Can't point. Can't really argue that, can you? No, that's a good yeah, point. That's, that's a good point. Um, and then how how do you how do you reintroduce the one that's not playing? You know, if you're vying for it, what what does that that person have to do so badly that he loses his place or if he's injured? Yeah, but, you know, true. like we said already, though we've had three games a week. You never know; they might be switching between them. Who knows? But no, like I so said, you can't offload Bree out of that position. I mean, Bree's done a fantastic job all season, and look where we are with him and the team as well. I'm not saying it's just him, but you know, collective. But no, I mean, look, either way, either one or two. But Bree. For me, for he that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? <laughs> um, Richard says, solid but unremarkable, probably controversial, but I think Bree gives more at the moment. Kyoso's better in the air, though. Definitely has potential, and it's a bit harsh to judge him um, as he's spent the last few months in League One. I just said that. 
That was, you know, I slightly agree with, with Richard there as well. Yeah, give him a few more, a few more games. See how he's in a, in a few weeks' time. I do feel Kyoso is slightly more athletic though than Bree. That's yeah. That's what I'm getting from that. Um, yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. To be honest, but like I say, Bree is, you know, you can't dismiss him. Whatever happens, even if Kyoso has, you know, a stormy game tomorrow night, he plays and gets an assist in the goal. But look. If he does that, at the moment, I still want Bree because Bree doesn't deserve to lose his place. So, Paul says, Kyoso has been decent, no more, no less. Got lots of potential. Still finding his feet at this level, which is understandable. Hasn't done enough to displace Bree, the first choice right back, which is pretty much what you've just said. Yeah. Um, Jason says, he's decent, got forward well in both games and either had an attempt on goal or created a chance. Will provide healthy competition for Bree and improve the squad. And I think that's what we've said and we said this a couple of months ago when we were talking about recording Brie and people said, well, why are we even mm. talking about that? And submit? It, we needed that competition for Brie because otherwise he was the guaranteed name of the team sheet every week because we only had one right back. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's, that's always he's competing. That's true. Yeah, it's, competition is good. Competition is good for that. So, yeah. big game against really, yeah. and a big game against Blackburn coming up. And I guess we'll sit here and go... Do we take four points from the next two? Do we take three points? Six. Aim for six. Uh, Aim for six to be satisfied before. Yeah. As long as just tomorrow, please just do not lose that game tomorrow night. In fact, don't even get a point. Just get a win because I've seen Bristol and I just don't like him. They just bore me. They're shit teams. Watch. Sorry. After that game last time, we absolutely pumped them for about 50 minutes. And got a late equaliser through Danny Ilwin. Jesus. I think that's the most sort of like soul-sucking thing I've seen all season. Should have, should have, should have, should have absolutely obliterated him. So I think tomorrow night it's going to happen. We go for a 6-0. I think, I think the disappointment will come if we don't get enough points out of those two fixtures. I don't mind which way it comes as long as we don't lose. And we get a, at least one win. The disappointment for me will be if my COVID test comes back positive tomorrow morning. I can't go to the thirty, uh, but we'll, we'll find fine, out. You look, uh, look alright, to be honest. I mean, you're still ugly, but you look alright. <laughs> I feel alright to be there, but I'll do. You got to do it, yeah. Um, let's get on to some Instagram questions to end today. Only got a couple. Uh, Gary says, "Do we need backup to Adebayo? Do you reckon we do now? Because obviously, yeah. it seems like without Cornick, we're just going between Jerome and Adebayo, and it might not be nice to have a bit of extra." If yeah, if you want to play a two, hundred percent. I mean, it's all right when you're playing a one, but you can get away with it. Obviously, you've got full fit strikers, but in a two, I don't get it wrong. Jerome's done well. You can't take that away from. He's done very well recently, but how long does that last? You know, can he play a full ninety in and out, or a full even 60, 70 minutes, sort of like you know, every sort of three days? Because at the moment, that's what they're going thick and fast. And let's face it. But without him, roughly, we've got Musway. He's, you know, I think he's still got a lot more to do himself, but I'm not saying he's not dismissing him as a good player, but a lot more to do. But, you know, Addy and um, Cornick, they're the two you look at and you think, yeah, with them, any of those two in the team, there's goals. So, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes you look at Jerome and you look at Musquay, I don't really see a lot of goals in there. So, yeah, potentially, but look, like you say, a hard strike... Uh, But look, he's got people chipping with goals in the midfield. 
field there as well. I think it'd be fine. But yeah, I'd like a little replacement for him. And not a replacement, you know what I mean, backup, because we need to keep him as well. Keep saying it, but yeah. Well, obviously, this time next week is going to be transfer deadline day, so it might be um, an interesting one. It might be a late one for us, and hopefully we get a few new faces in that improve the squad. Probably alone. Well, if the loan helps, let's do a loan. Let's do... Um, I like this one from James. He says, who's the one ex-player that you thought wasn't talked about enough? I hate questions like this. Ex-player? Yeah, maybe a player that, I don't know, that we look back on as someone who was maybe a little underrated, maybe wasn't given enough credit. Uh, you see, oh, and and the, reason, the reason you can't say one is because he weren't talked about enough. That's why you can't pick it out. Mm. <laughs> I find that a really difficult question. I should have read the notes before the before we started. I mean, I always go back to one player that I, I used to look at in the conference. Obviously, conference football, yeah, whatever. But obviously, we grew up watching that, unfortunately. But um, Jonathan Smith, I don't think he gets talked about enough nowadays. And how you know how we get out of the league and see John Steele come in and whatever else. I was, you know, an absolute tank, mate, workhorse. I keep referring to Alan Campbell, a bit of a Jonathan Smith or whatever, but, you know, you, you like you liken him to him slightly. That's a fair shout. That, That's a fair shout. I, I also just think anyone in our first season in the Football League, I think you just got to look at where they're all putting such a tremendous shift to keep us. I know we weren't like, threatening from relegation, but to come up from the conference and comfortably stay up in League 2 and push for the playoffs that year. The likes of like Matthew Robinson, I just think they all played such a part in us getting to where we are today that maybe players like them, we should be talking about more. Going, you know what? They did well for us when they're at the club and they moved on with no like bad blood or anything. We just outgrew them. I'm going to go Matty yeah. Robinson. Another good shout. Matty Robinson. Uh, another one's Luke Gutteridge as Luke well. Luke Gutteridge, exactly. Ratings for him. Yeah, ratings. Well, that's actually a good one to put to you guys. What do you think? Who do you think is the one ex-player that you thought wasn't talked about enough? Producer Jacob will get the tweet up as well. Go because it's over in the town. Um, and we'll end on this one from Ross. He says, it's not really a question, but I found this fact hilarious. Watford are looking for their 15th permanent manager since 2012-13, which is only three fewer than West Ham have had in their entire history. Seriously? Wow. Well, first off, first off, you know, there I, I heard that discussion on Talk Sport uh, on Sunday morning with uh, your Brentford lady, I can't remember her name, mate. Um, and uh, they were saying, that, well, Brentford got a model. I'm not sorry, Watford have got a model and they're following their model. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. you, you get yeah, what? Yeah, you get yeah. 10 games and you get kicked out if you don't win 10 games. You know, it's ridiculous. How do you expect a team to, to, to function properly if you have three managers in as many months? You know, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So I find that fact unbelievable, but I'm going to go double check it. Well, uh, yeah, it's embarrassing. No, to be honest, as a club, they're embarrassing. So fuck them. We ain't gonna talk about them. See what you should do, Bataro. Bataro, just think of this, right? What you should do is just put in your application, go get the job. Fuck it. Oh, sorry, that's me swearing for once. Yeah, Absolutely what? muck it up, and then uh, get sacked and, and live off the live off the extras, yeah. fella. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, how much are they paying? I mean, well, you can let me know how much they're paying. Whatever, I'll go in there and. Uh, 
I find give it. Them sort of, I'll I find a couple of plays in January, and then I'll probably give them about 400k a week, you know, on the sly. Buy a few things in there, and then, you know, cook up the wage bill, fair play, and off you go. Could I just, 20 could, points. Could I just say, though, I find it absolutely amazing that their fans are happy about it. Their fans, um, I mean, how blessed are we that we've got a good board and, you know, absolute fans that run the club compared to the shambles that are running theirs. And they're happy with that. They're happy with the fact they're in the Premier League with with no sustainability, really, and, and no, no foundations. Like, uh, are they all happy? Because I imagine, I don't want to turn this into a Watford debate, but I imagine, I imagine there's some that are looking at it going, oh, oh mate. Going. Well, they, they just think they're better than what they are. They're just fucking idiots, aren't they? If if you read it. if you read some of the social media comments, there are some guys that say you know this club is is not what it used to be. Well, that's that's true. However, there are a lot of people that are are having a go. When I've just been reading it a, a while ago uh, about comments being made of how poor their management decisions are, and and they're all back in their management. You know, well, either way, that's their choice to sack yet another manager. I think Good. I saw a tweet say it's only five Watford managers till Christmas. Yeah. Um, but that's all we got time for today. Uh, look, we've we've tried our best today in difficult circumstances with me having COVID, and I, I think it's only going to be worse for the next few weeks. I'm heading off to Portugal in a week. Hang on, we're not, uh, we're not invited. Oh, 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 yeah, we're not. Um, we're not going to invite you on that one. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Sorry if it was a bit of a mess today, but we're hopefully back to it soon. Enjoy Bristol City and enjoy. Blackburn and we'll mm. see you next week. Enjoy Portugal, mate, as well. We'll see you for Thanks, mate. We'll do. Get us on socials over in the town. We'll see you next week.